Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We're so glad that you joined us this week. We're pretty excited about today's episode because I feel like it's so applicable to literally every single woman, honestly, every single person on the planet. Um, And I really feel like today's episode is going to just give you like a breath of fresh air. Like, I feel like after you listen to this today, you're going to be like, okay, like I can let go. Like it's okay. And, you know, kind of release some of that feeling of always feeling like you have to strive and control everything in your life, because I know that I do that. Um, so today's episode is all about just surrendering to the Lord's will and just trusting him with our life instead of, like I said, constantly striving and trying to keep everything together and, um, just being stressed about our lives when really we don't have to. Um, and just the reminder that our lives are in the Lord's hands. Um, so this is really almost like a two-part series. Um, today would technically be part one. And like I said, we're going to be talking about surrendering to the Lord's will and just kind of giving over your life to him or your will to him. And then next week in part two, we're going to be talking about how to know if you're in the Lord's will and how to discern that and what that kind of looks like. So the two parts are going to kind of go hand in hand and I'm really excited about it. Yes. So this is definitely something that I think is a constant It didn't have to be a constant struggle, but it has to be a constant reminder. Like if I forget to make sure that I'm aligned with God's will, then I get so off course so fast in my life um, because I am a control freak. And I don't like calling myself that, but I'm realizing that my personality naturally likes to have control over decisions and, and making sure everything is perfect and making sure it goes my way. And I'm quickly learning as I get older that my way is not the best way majority of the time, if not all the time. And that whenever I truly do surrender that to God and allow him to move rather than me make all the decisions, I'm realizing that it's always so much better. It's always so much better. And it also is exactly what I would have wanted. It's something that always turns out to be what I had originally planned. But whenever I try to do it, it doesn't turn out that way, but when God does it, it always does. And so this is something I'm constantly reminding myself anytime that I have a big decision or I'm stressed out about something, or I thought something would go a certain way and it didn't. And I think that's when I catch myself in this um, moment, like when I'm applying for a job and I don't get it, or when I was dating, when I really thought this guy was the one and it wasn't like all these little moments in my life where I had better and bigger plans that didn't align with how I thought they would turn out. And then I look back now and I'm like, thank goodness. Thank goodness. I didn't get that job. Thank goodness. I wasn't with that guy. Uh, Thank goodness. I, you know, didn't get all those things. And so I definitely have been humbled over the years and going through these little scenarios have helped me now surrender it a lot better and being able to give that up for good and say, Lord, my life is yours. Like you can have it all. I want you to have it all. 
because your plan is, is way better than mine will ever be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you just made such a good point, honestly, just remembering that he is in control of our life and we don't have to be can just bring so much peace and just that like breath of fresh air that I was talking about. And you made me think actually of a really good example that's happened in my life recently. So recently my husband got a new job. He had been running his own business for about a year and a half. And we just decided that wasn't the best path for us anymore and that we needed a transition. Well, the whole couple months that were like, you know, having that transition, I swear the first like month or two, I was so stressed all the time. Like I can literally like feel the feeling on my chest right now. Like it just was that constant feeling of like heaviness and like a headache and just worrying. And then on top of that, I would constantly try to give him ideas and be like, okay, we'll try this, try this, do this, do this. And finally, I feel like the Lord, or finally I listened to the Lord and I felt like, Sid, stop. Like, just let me take control of this. Like you are not responsible for opening the doors for him. You're not responsible for making things happen. And like, he ended up getting a job through someone that I hardly even know had literally no, you know, no connection to me whatsoever. The Lord 100% opened the store through someone else. And I spent, I wasted all that time worrying for no reason, you know, and now like, we're super happy with this job. And it's just like, if I had just surrendered to the Lord's will from the get go and just been like, you know what, God, your words tells us not to worry. I refuse to worry. I hand this over to you. I'm going to trust you to open the door in the right timing. If it is something that I need to point out to my husband or mention to him, or if you want to open the door through me, sure. Like put that on my heart and I'll do that. But I'm not going to sit around and worry about that in the meantime and stress about it. Yep. That's so good. And this always, this is something I always ask myself, am I in the driver's seat or is God? Because I know for me, I'm like, put me in the driver's seat. I will get us there. We'll be efficient. I know the right way, like my way highway, like, and it's not a good place to be in your life truly. And so for me, I've had to ask myself, okay, God, I, or tell myself, God, you are in the driver's seat. And then what would happen is I would be backseat driver over here being like, okay, God, um, I really want this. And I really want that. And if you can make this happen, you know, and it's, there's still that next step where it's like, yes, you can say, God, I want you to be, you know, um, or I trust your will for my life. And that's why we want to do two parts of this. But are you, how do you know you're really living in that? Because I went through a little phase where I was like, oh yeah, I trust God with everything, but I was still kind of trying to manipulate the situation and making sure that I still got how I wanted it to, you know, play out. And like I said, every time now that I look back, I'm like, thank goodness God loves me enough to tell me no, because I would have been living in a a totally different world, you know? And so I think it's definitely a good reminder for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually heard that, um, you know, little visual analogy, whatever you want to call it of like the driver's seat thing before. And I thought I would share it because I heard this in a sermon one time and it was so good. And he said, you know, where is God in the vehicle that you're in? And where are you? Is God in the trunk? Like where you're literally paying him no attention whatsoever. You need to bring him into the car. Is he in the driver's seat? Um, like you were just talking about, is he in the passenger seat? And you're in, you're technically in the driver's seat and he's in the passenger seat where he's just your co-pilot, you know? Um, no, like that's still not good enough. Like he needs to be in the driver's seat. I don't need to be his co-pilot in the front seat. I need to get my booty in the back seat. We need to be like the little kids in a car seat. (laughs) 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have no say. <laughs> I need my milk. <laughs> We're like watching the iPad in the back, just trusting God to get us where we want to go. Good. <laughs> For real though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny, you know, last week when Jordan mentioned doing this topic on just like the will of God, I was like, wow, that's very interesting because I'm actually going through the Bible study experiencing God right now. I highly recommend if you've never done it. This is actually like my second time doing it. The first time I didn't finish it completely. So this time I'm committed to it and it's so good. But in the um, Bible study, he says, um, you know, we so often ask the question, God, what's your will for my life? What's your will for my life? Or questions like, like I'll find myself saying like, God, give me vision for my future. Show me what you want me to do in my future. All these questions that we're asking him are so like future related. Mm-hmm. And we're not really supposed to be asking those questions. Our job is just to be in a one-on-one relationship with him today, living with him today. Heavenly Father, what do you want to do through me today? You know, not, you know, how's the next year going to pan out? But Lord, what do you want me to do today? You know, right now. Um, And then, you know, and gosh, I have to remind myself of this so often, but like just being in that constant connection with him, that constant relationship with him and constantly asking him, okay, like I have this decision to make right now. What sh- what do you want me to do right now, Father? Not what do you want me to do six months from now? What do you want me to do a year from now? Like, let's be together today. Help me through today, like this moment. Um, but, you know, they say in the book, Experiencing God, and that book has like six authors, I'm pretty sure. So I don't, I can't even just say who wrote this. But he said, you know, instead of asking God, what is your will for my life? Also, this is kind of like a a separate note from what I was just saying, but instead of asking him, like, what is your will for my life? Ask him, God, what is your will? Mm. Because it's really not about us. It's really not about what he wants for my life, but it's about what God wants to do through us. And then our job is just to be in that constant relationship with him so that we can see where he's working in our life and working around us. And then we join him in his work that he wants to do. That's good. So when you kind of look at it that way, I feel like it almost just takes off this whole pressure of having to have your whole life figured out. <laughs> yes. And honestly, like something that I really struggled with when we, when we talk about surrendering and like trusting God to, to guide you and to take care of you and to fulfill the desires of your heart and all the things I would question, well, how do I know it's going to turn out the way that I want it? You know, and that's where that control aspect came in. And I had to remind myself that. God makes everything good. He makes all things good. Even the moments that didn't go your way. And I had to really, really understand this whenever, like, for instance, when I lost my dad to cancer at 20, that was not a good thing that I couldn't justify it. I couldn't put into perspective on how that could have been the will of God. Let's just be really honest and transparent. It's really hard to accept. Now we live in a fallen world. God does not kill people. That is what the fall of the world was. Now, God can turn my pain into good. And what he did was made me realize that I got to sit on his bedside and hold his hand till that last breath. There's some people who don't get that. You know, God was able to allow me to find that little goodness in such a hard time that 
I wouldn't have had if I didn't have God in my life. I would have just been living in this grief. And so if you're out there and you're like, God's not done anything for me, I, you know, I just don't know how I could put my full trust in him. I hope you know that your goodness is there. It's coming. It's, we have to really submit our lives to God to kind of unravel those mysteries and that goodness that he is constantly pouring into our lives every day. Because once I really surrendered my life, I could see all the ways he came in and actually made a lot of my hurts and my mess ups and my shame. And he turned that into goodness for other people and to, to show the goodness that he gives and how much he loves us. And so I definitely just want to say like, as that little side note that even in the hardest moments, God can turn those things. And it's not to put down what you're going through. And like I said, because I've gone through some horrible things, but it's just a reminder that he is actively pursuing your heart and he loves you. And he wants to turn those hard moments into peace. That's how much he loves us. So I did just want to add that as a side note. Yeah. So good. So hopping into our soul scriptures for today, the first one, and man, this verse was like foundational for me back when I was a teenager and I struggled with understanding life in general. You know how it is when you're young. It's just nothing makes sense. Um, I remember my mom writing this for me and um, just on a piece of paper and I had it hanging in my bedroom and it brought me so much encouragement. Um, Because it's just such a simple, applicable verse. And it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And so I seriously just wanted to take a second to like break this down because it's seriously just such a, like I said, simple, applicable verse to apply to your life. So what do we do? Number one, we trust in the Lord with all our heart. How do we do that? We do that by not leaning on our own understanding. And then all our ways, we acknowledge him and then he makes straight our path. So literally all it's telling us to do is trust in the Lord, not ourselves, and acknowledge him constantly. And he will make straight our paths, period. And I just find that so encouraging. It's so good. That's actually one of my favorite scriptures as well. I, yeah. I meditate on that one quite often. That's on a little sticky note in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our second soul scripture is Romans 8, 28. And it's, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so it really is. That's kind of the the aftermath of surrendering, knowing that once we surrender and we are saying, God, my life is yours, whatever it is that you need me to do to fulfill the good work for your kingdom. I am your servant and I'm ready. Whenever we do that, this is a reminder that all those things that he's going to be doing are good is for his, it's for our greater good. It's for the goodness of God. And so it's just a reminder that you don't have to fear the surrendering part. Like the promise is that there will be joy in that. You know, there is no fearing of your life, not going as planned because it's being already worked together for good, which is, it should bring peace for sure. Amen. Brings me peace for sure. Yeah. Same. Okay. So our soul assignment for today is going to be real. And this is something I've done in the past. I've actually done this in counseling and it was so helpful. Um, I I did Christian counseling and um, she had me write out all of my worries, all the things I wish I could control, all the things that I want to happen, all the things that if someone said, 
you could have these today, what would those be? What are you anxious about? What job are you trying to go for? Who are you trying to marry? You know, all the things that you're just like, I wish all these things could happen right now for me. And I would just be quote unquote happy. Um, Write all those things down. And I know this is going to sound weird, but give it up, give it all up, surrender it all. Say, Lord, I'm giving all of this to you and write down that prayer. I, I just know it. You're going to feel so much release from your heart. It's going to be amazing. So just write it out, surrender that to Jesus and write out that prayer and just read it out loud every single day. I was going to say, read it every day this week as we go into next week. But honestly, I think you should read this every day until it becomes a habit in your life because truly God's plan for you is the best plan. It's going to be better than your own. I know you might not think that right now, but I promise you it, it's way better than what we could have ever imagined for ourselves. Yeah, I completely agree. That is such a helpful, helpful exercise. So, well, I am going to wrap this up in prayer. This was kind of a shorter episode this week, but we just kind of wanted to get to the point and encourage you a little bit. And we hope that you come back next week for part two of this series, little mini series on God's will. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up the woman who is listening to this podcast. I pray um, in Jesus' name, Lord, that you will give her a stronger, closer one-on-one relationship with you, that you will help her to surrender her life to your will, to surrender to you, to surrender her worries and her burdens and her stresses to you, God, and to know that you are in control and that ultimately you are going to work everything in her life for the good of her and and um, because she's called according to your purpose, Lord. So we thank you for that. We declare that over her today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.